I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Jerome Luai obviously signed his deal the other day. We haven't really given our reaction on the podcast yet. We're doing a lot of Supercoach content over the last couple of days. So I thought I'd get stuck into Jerome Luai signing with the West Tigers from 2025 onwards on a five-year deal. How exciting for the joint venture, the West Tigers. Uh, It has been a very, very grim couple of years. It's been very, very tough to watch it just at certain points. It's been very disappointing at a lot of points. Uh, but, geez, it really does feel like things are starting to turn around in Tiger Town over there. Uh, Benji Marshall now in charge, the head coach. Um, I mean, uh, for, for me, I look at the squad and I think that there is a very, very good team in there. I think that they just need to have their proper imprint uh, from their coach. So, looking forward to seeing what Benji Marshall can do with them. Uh, and I think that Something I spoke about a few weeks ago. Now that they know that Jerome Luai will be arriving in 2025, they have a true winner coming into this side. Uh, They have a genuine ball player in this competition. Is he a halfback? I'm not too sure. Uh, I personally think he's a 5'8". I think he could be a decent 7. I think he's a better 5'8", though, uh, from what I have seen so far. Uh, But, you know, I have a look at their squad right now, and if... You know, if they can get the very best out of a Bud Sullivan or, a, you know, an Aiden Caesar for the next couple of years, I don't see any reason why Jerome Luai can't play 5'8". Maybe he will be a slightly more controlling 5'8", uh, than what we're probably used to in the NRL. But, you know, I, I think Benji Marshall is more than capable of making that work. Uh, I think this is a fantastic get for the club. I am really looking forward to watching them and how they develop this relationship and how they... How they utilise not only the player Jerome Luai, but the personality of Jerome Luai as well. Obviously, the Tigers, uh, I think they need a bit of an attitude shift. And is Jerome going to be the right sort of attitude shift? I'm not sure, but fuck. I, I would, I'm just really looking forward to seeing someone walk into this building that just expects to win. Someone that just is not doesn't have the scars from previous um, disappointments at the West Tigers and is just ready to win now. Uh, and that's what I love most about Jerome Luai. And, you know, I'm not telling you he's going to be a raging success there. I'm not telling you he's going to win Dalian medals. He's going to win three comps in a row or anything like that. I don't know how he's going to go. I really don't. 
But what I do know is that Jerome Luai will turn no st- will leave no stone unturned. Uh, he is a guy that expects to win. He's not a guy that shows up and hopes to win. He expects to win, and that has always been the reality of Jerome Luai. Uh, he won Toyota Cup. He won New South Wales Cup. He came into first grade. He replaced James fucking Maloney. He came into first grade. He lost to grand final. I've said a number of t- on a number of occasions. They put a mic in his face after that and said, "How does it feel?" And he said, "This is awful. We will be we will be back bigger and better." Uh, and a lot of guys say that. The vast majority don't back it up. Jerome Luai, uh, he's won three premierships in a row since. Uh, it really has been incredible. And I think the other thing I love about Jerome Luai is that he has also shown us just how fucking tough he is. He has showed us throughout last season, coming back from that injury and whatnot. He is just tough as nails. Jerome and he's been through the highs and lows I don't think he gets enough credit for you know being the 5-8 for the New South Wales Blues in you know their most dominant origin series victory of all time Um, I don't think he gets enough credit for that I don't think he gets enough credit uh, for what he's done for the Penrith Panthers is he the Robin fucking oath he is Batman is Nathan Cleary, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think Jerome Luai has played his role perfectly. He's allowed Nathan Cleary to become the footballer that he is, is what I talk about. You know, you need to have a balance with halves, and I think Jerome Luai has played his role perfectly, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a few years down the track and Jerome Luai has a little bit more to offer than what we probably understand at the moment because he's played his role in that side, and, you know, you have a look at, you know, the players around him. I mean... Fuck, let's have a look at the centres that have been outside Jerome Luai the last few years. Um, you know, Matt Burton, Dalliam Centre of the Year. Stephen Crichton, Dalliam Centre of the Year. Isaac Tungo didn't win Dalliam Centre of the Year last year, but was has been incredible since coming in. Um, the left centres have been outrageous down that side. Even the left wingers down that edge. Uh, I, I think at one point it was Brian To'o. Uh, you've obviously had guys like Charlie Staines who came in and won a comp. Uh, you've had, you know, now you've had Taruva who's come in and absolutely dominated there. I mean, like every every person that goes onto that edge with him, uh, they improve. They do incredibly well. And I think you have to give Jerome Luai some form of credit for that. I think you need to look at a guy like Viliami Kikau and how he improved rapidly uh, on the edge of Jerome Luai. And I think that, you know, you look at the way the Penrith Panthers played them when they allowed Viliami Kikau to become more of a ball player on that edge. And Jerome Luai just went, you know what? If that's the best thing for this footy side, I'm more than happy to do so. I will play my role and how I fit into this side. And this is where I think sometimes people get a little bit carried away with Jerome Luai and talking about him as a character because his football is totally selfless. Uh, the way that he just fits in, the way that, you know, when Matty Burton was out there, he was essentially playing as a second 5'8 at centre. Jerome Luai, as the 5'8, went, yep, good as gold. If that's how we're going to play, I'm okay with that. Viliami Kikau, all of a sudden they turned him into, you know, possibly at that point of time, the best ball playing forward in rugby league. And Jerome Luai went, yep, good as gold. I'll play my role. I'll do what I have to do, whatever's best for this footy side. He is not a guy that has been screaming for ball. He is not a guy that's been needing try assists and tries to, you know, lift him up as a footballer. He has been doing whatever is best for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, But at the same time, having a real fire in his belly to be successful and doing whatever he can, whether it be attack, defense, whatever, just playing his role in that team to make them successful. And I think that that's something that a lot of people sleep on. I think that, um, you know, when you're when you look at Jerome Luan, if you're not a Panthers fan, he probably shits you to no end, you know. I don't go for a team, so he doesn't annoy me as much as I'm sure he annoys some of you. But when I look at him, I just go, fuck, if that guy was representing where I was from and my team, God, I'd be stoked because he just he just has so much passion in everything he does. And you know what? I think if the West Tigers are going to get out of this, 
They're going to need a little bit of fuck you. They're going to need a guy to come in there and just go, I want to win. That's all I want to do. I don't care what I have to do to do it. I don't care what anyone says. All I've done my entire life is prove people wrong. Yeah. You know, a guy like Jerome Loy replacing James Maloney. When they let Matt Burton go, we all sort of went, Jesus, I don't know about this. Isn't Matt Burton the guy? They go to the grand final, they lose. Are the Panthers going to be able to get back there and do it again? This young squad losing James Tamu, losing Josh Mansell. Jeez, I don't know if they're going to be able to. You know, they win that first grand final. They're going to be able to go back-to-back. People doubting them, looking down on them. They do that. They then get to twenty, you know, 2023. They lose round one to the Penrith Panthers, to the Brisbane Broncos, and they lose the World Club Challenge. And I'm listening to all these people telling me the Penrith Panthers are done. I'm going, I'm sitting here going, are you fucking serious? It is round one. This is a September football side. This is a set of halves that when, you know, the going gets tough, they get going, and they know that, the way to win comms is to win in September, not to win in fucking March. Everyone doubts him. Everyone writes him off. And, you know, Jerome Lloyd just sits there and goes, yeah, good as gold. Let's see how we go. That was after he took Samoa all the way to a World Cup final. They got beat 60 nil in the first round and cop shit left, right, and center. The coach couldn't possibly survive. And I was I was one of those guys that was saying this. Jerome Lloyd sat there and went, yeah, okay, sweet. Let's see how that plays out for you. Ends up taking on the Kangaroos in the World Cup final. The first team outside of England... New Zealand and the Kangaroos to be in a World Cup final. Pretty damn impressive. He's got plenty of runs on the board, Jerome Lloyd. There's no doubt about it. I'm really excited to see how he goes at the West Tigers. I'm keen to see the influence he has, and I think that he will be a very, I think at times he will be polarizing. There's no doubt about it. There's no hiding away from that. There's no, you know, sprinkling that, that he is going to turn into a perfect role model. He's probably not. He's probably still going to do things that are going to piss people off. Uh, but sometimes, in order to be successful, you need that sort of guy that's just willing to do whatever it takes to win, whatever it takes to turn this football side around. You know, when, when he came in as a starting 5-8 for that Panther side, they you know they, they weren't a top eight side. Everyone protects a lot, pretends like it's always been a superstar team with all the talent in the world. It wasn't. You know, he's a young guy that, that guided them through and made them into a top four team and has kept them there and has played a really important role in that. I know a lot of people want to jump on his back since the grand final because Jack Hogger came in and everything, but the reality is... For, for me, anyway, that actually didn't say anything about Jerome Luai. Jerome Luai is a certain sort of footballer. He's a certain 5'8 that plays a role. The Penrith Panthers came into that game with a game plan, and the game plan was to absolutely beat the living shit out of the Brisbane Broncos forwards in the first 20 minutes, come home strong over the top. But what happened was the game got away from them a little bit. Ivan Cleary addressed that you know they needed to change their attack a little bit. And that meant that they needed a halfback on the field who could straighten up the attack and create room out the back for Nathan Cleary. Uh, Jerome Lloyd isn't, isn't that sort of guy, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, You've got to remember, before that, you know, there's been 80-odd games of first grade where Jerome Lloyd's probably won 70 of them, playing the role that he's played. Jack Cogger came in, did a tremendous job, uh, but... I, I, I personally don't see that as a negative on Jerome Lewis. I know a lot of people are waiting for this guy to fall or waiting for an opportunity to really jump on his back and have taken that one. But I think if you understand rugby league, you understand that it's not really a negative on Jerome Luai. Uh, it's just a compliment to Jack Cogger and that in that moment, the skill set that he brings really suited that situation. Would they have been the same team for the 70 games before that over the last three years if Jack Cogger was in Jerome Luai's boots? For me, I don't think there's a hope in hell they would have been. 
So I, I don't think it's fair to put Jerome Luai down off the back of that grand final. I think it's very evident that there was just a different role player that came in that fit that moment and the way of the, the, the brand of football they had to play in that moment. Um, and, you know, obviously he was injured as well, Jerome Luai. I think that was very evident. Uh, so, yeah, a pretty bittersweet moment there for Jerome Luai, obviously winning a premiership, but obviously having that disappointment of coming from the field and whatnot. But I don't think that's a negative on Jerome Luai. And I'm so excited to see what he can bring to the West Tigers. Um, and you know what? I, with a different board and all the changes at the West Tigers, I really do hope that they find a way to manage him properly. I, f- I hope that they find a way to embrace who Jerome Luai is. I think a lot of clubs, I think this is what the Penrith fans have done so well. They've embraced who he is. They've embraced his attitude. They've put their arms around him and said, you know what? If we're winning, let's fucking do it. But you know what? In the moments where you're not winning... You can't turn on Jerome Luai. You can't then hate who he is because it's that sort of attitude that gets you on top. It's what he brings that gets you on top. And I'm just, I'm so interested to see how the West Tigers handle this. As I said a few weeks ago, when, when that previous board was there making, you know, bonehead decision after bonehead decision for years, that's when I sort of sat down and went, geez, I don't know if Jerome Luai is the right fit. Now that that's changed and, you know, they've got the right guys in there like Shane Richardson and whatnot, uh, I'm very, very excited to see how this is going to play out for the West Tigers. Very, very interesting. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't think it'll be an overnight success. I think it'll take time. And the reality is, uh, you know, what are the two things that sell papers? One is Jerome Luai, two is the West Tigers. When you're being negative on either of those, it sells papers. So there's no doubt whatsoever there'll be a lot of media scrutiny on the West Tigers very early during this uh, in 2025, which is still a year away. Uh, they will get, as soon as they stumble or as soon as it doesn't go perfectly to plan, which it won't to start. It is going to take time. That is the reality of it. Jerome Luai is coming from the best system in rugby league to one of the worst systems as it stands right now. I mean, on the ladder, you could say they are the worst system. It's going to take time. Uh, but I, I do think that this will be a successful move for the West Tigers. And I think that when you throw Jerome with Appy, Clemmer, Bateman, these sort of guys that are in this side, the young the, the, the young kid at fullback, Buller coming through, uh, I am really, really excited to see where the West Tigers end up over the next few years. I think they're going to be, as they always are, they're always interesting. As much as they might not be fantastic or entertaining, they're fucking interesting. There is no denying that whatsoever. I think it's going to be really, really cool to watch how the West Tigers develop over the next few years uh, with a guy like him who's very polarizing, a guy like Benji Marshall. He's a rookie coach coming in, an absolute legend of our game, a guy that everyone loves. Um, it's a really interesting mix of people at this club. They've got a, a number of young guys that are coming through their system as well. I know that I've watched a little bit of the West uh, SG Ball and Harold Matz over the last few years, that Western Magpie side. Some very, very talented kids coming through there. They've got Buller, who looks like an out-and-out superstar to me. There is a lot of positives uh, with this club at the moment, and I, uh, I'm i just excited to watch how it all plays out and just see where it all goes. I will say this, though, for the West Tigers, the one thing... Uh, that I would probably, you know, and I'm in no position to send a shout-out to Benji Marshall or anything, but what I would warn the West Tigers about is that they are now in a position where they have got a superstar 5'8 arriving at the club in 12 months' time. Now, it wasn't that long ago that I was watching the Canterbury Bulldogs in the exact same situation. And, you know, at the time when I was saying this, I got a lot of pushback from Canterbury fans. I got a lot of pushback from people. Shut up. Don't know what you're talking about. You're being over the top, blah, blah, blah. But I remember looking back at that Canterbury side, And I remember thinking, okay, they've got Matt Burton arriving in 12 months. So the next 12 months, they need to have a plan set in place and they need to know who their halves partner, the halfback is going to be when he arrives next year, Matty Burton. And I watched them throughout the year and I'm sitting there watching 
uh, a center slash fullback, in my opinion. Jake Avrilo playing halfback going well. I don't think this is heading in the right direction. You know, I said it on a number of occasions, got a lot of pushback from people, blah, blah, blah. Then Kyle Flanagan came in and said, okay, sure, is Flano the right fit for a guy like Matt Burton? Uh, and I think it was pretty evident that Flano had his confidence absolutely shattered at the start of the season when they went in a different direction at halfback. And I'm sitting there and, you know, 12 months later, the time comes for Matt Burton to roll around. And, we're, and the question is, who's going to partner him in the halves? And I'm just sitting there going, how on earth, when you had 12 months to fucking prepare, prepare for this, how didn't we have a clear direction of, of where we were going? And I look at the West Tigers right now, and they've got options. They've got Aiden Caesar at the club. Obviously, an experienced footballer. You know, he's seen it all. He's been to a grand final. He's been around for a long time, Aiden Caesar. Very, very solid player, no doubt about it. You've got Bud Sullivan. A young guy who has played a bit of nine, a bit of six, a bit of seven. Personally, I think he's an out-and-out seven. I don't think he's been given enough opportunity in first grade yet. I think he's going to really blossom under Benji Marshall. And you've got Latu Fainu, the young superstar who has come over from the Manly Seagulls. Um, before, when Latu signed there, as I, you know, you guys know how much I wrapped him, seeing him go to the West Tigers under that board and everything, worried me a lot. Things have changed there. I think we're heading in a different direction. You've got three really viable options there. You've obviously got young uh, Lockie Galvin as well, who's there. I don't think he'll be in the picture. It sounds like he could be going elsewhere anyway. I think it'll come down to those three guys, and I think they are three fantastic options. But I think that the West Tigers, and I'm not saying that they should throw away season 2024, not by any means, because the reality is, regardless of where they finished on the ladder last year, I don't, I don't really give a fuck. It's a completely new side uh, with, you know, Tim Sheens now out, Benji Marshall in charge, a new board there. It, it's a completely different situation. I couldn't care less where they finished last year. But I look at that squad, and you know what? Outside of the outside backs, everyone else, I'm sort of sitting there going, you know what, this team... They should give finals footy a shake. Uh, They've got the halves in the building now. They've got three quality halves to choose from. Granted, some of them young, uh, maybe a little bit older, Aiden Caesar, but three quality halves that can win games of football. They've got the nine sorted. They've got one of the best forward packs in the competition. Uh, The forward pack is fucking unreal. The outside backs is a little bit of a worry. We're hearing rumours today that Justin Olam, it looks like he has signed. That will be a good addition. Uh, Justin Olam's not a perfect footballer by any means, but I'm keen to see him get a new start somewhere. I think he walks into the building. He's probably the best outside back they have. Uh, And they have the fullback, Jareem Buller, who's extremely talented. So 2024 shouldn't be a write-off at all. Uh, I think that this this is a team that can genuinely play finals footy. Do I think they will? Probably not. But I think that they've got a squad too. I think there's been wor- I've seen worse squads play finals footy than what the West Tigers have got. Now there's no other distractions or anything. This team should well and truly finish outside the bottom four, in my opinion, based on the squad they've got on paper. But I think there does need to be a genuine direction, a genuine understanding of, okay, this year we're doing everything we can to win games of football, but... We've got a major signing arriving next year in Jerome Luai. Uh, he has been a 5'8 for the last few years. Will he be a 5'8 or a halfback at the club? I'm not too sure. But they need to make that decision. Whether he is going to be the 7 or the 6, personally, I don't care which direction they go. I think that he'll do a good job at either of them. But they need to have a clear direction of who the person partnering him is going to be. If it's going to be Aiden Caesar, for me, that means that Jerome Luai has to play a 5'8. I think Caesar better off at halfback. I think he's a little bit older, a little bit slower now. I think that he has He's, he's very matured in his game. I'd be playing him at halfback, and I would be playing uh, Jerome Luai at six. If it's going to be Bud Sullivan. Now, as I've said, I think Bud Sullivan is a seven. I think he's a genuine seven. I would be thinking round one, 2025, halfback will be Bud Sullivan, Jerome Luai will be 5'8". You lose a little bit of experience not having Aiden C's there, and I understand that. But I think Bud 
has got so much ability, so much potential and so much talent that I'm willing to be a little bit patient with him. I'm willing to let his combination with Jerome Luai grow because the reality is, you know, you, you bring Aiden Caesar in, he's not going to play forever. He might have a year or two left and then you have to make that change anyway. I'd be going all in on Bud Sullivan. I would be nominating him as my halfback for next season to pair up with Jerome Luai. Now, because he is a little bit younger, a little bit more inexperienced, I'm also more than happy, if Benji thinks it's the way to go, for Luai to be handed the keys, given the seven and Bud Sullivan at six. However they want to do it, I don't really care which way they do it, to be honest with you. I would rather go Bud Sullivan at six, Jerome Luai, sorry, Bud Sullivan at seven, Jerome Luai at six, but I'm happy to go either way. What I want to see from the West Tigers is direction. I want them to know in 12 months' time, okay, this is where we're heading. We are aiming for round one, 2025, for our halfback to be Jerome Luai, for our 5'8 to be Bud Sullivan, Appy at nine, Jareem Buller at one, and our 13, I don't know who it is, whether it's a Bateman, a Matamua, whoever the hell it is, I just want the West Tigers to have direction because I watched Canterbury. They signed a superstar. They waited a year for him to come. They had a year to pre- prepare for him. He arrived on day one, and it was just like, what the fuck have you been doing for the last year? You're not prepared at all for this guy to walk into this building and have an impact on this side. The direction, the tiger, the Tigers need to have direction from day one. The Tigers need to have an understanding of where their destination is at, what position Jerome will be playing. He is the marquee player there. Like it or not, give a fuck. He is the marquee player there. And they need to build a team around him where Jerome can get the very best out of the guys around him and they can get the very best out of Jerome. And for me, I'd be in communication with Jerome Luai during the season. If I was Benji Marshall, I'd be reaching out every few weeks. I wouldn't be dragging him away from Panthers or distracting him or anything like that. But I'd be checking in with him. How do you see it playing out? You've played against these guys. You've played against Aiden Caesar a couple of years ago. You'll get the opportunity to play against him this year. You'll get to watch him week to week. You'll get to watch Bud Sullivan week to week. Maybe him and I and Latu Fino in reserve grade and whatnot. Let us know what you think work with Jerome Luai. Because I felt like when Matty Burton arrived at the Canterbury Bulldogs... There was nothing in place. I, I just I don't feel like that 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 was a club that was set up for him to arrive. And you've seen, I think it's pretty evident since then. Uh, the guys that we were talking about, you know, Jake Avrillo's left the club. Um, Kyle Flanagan's left the club. Uh, like none none of these guys have 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 stayed around. The guy, they spent a whole year with these guys at halfback. None of them at the club anymore. Toby Sexton arrived halfway through last year. Looked really good. I'm hoping he's the answer. Drew Hutchison arrived there this year as well. He's another guy that I think could be the answer. But they've wasted two or three years with Matt Burton. Like, he ended up playing halfback. How the fuck did that possibly happen? And I think Jerome Luai is more suited to being a halfback than, than Matt Burton. But I, I think the, the point I'm making is that I watched Canterbury and I watched them get ready for Matt Burton's arrival. And it was an absolute shit show, in my opinion. I don't want the Tigers to do the same thing. And I believe Benji Marshall, he will have direction. He will have a goal that he wants to get to. And he'll have an idea of what that team looks like in 2025 and how he wants to develop that side. And that might mean Bud Sullivan learns some hard lessons this year. That might, If it's Latu, that might mean that you put him in and he learns some hard lessons this year. Whatever it might be, you need to do what you need to do to get this team ready for Jerome Luai's arrival. Uh, and that, that's another thing that I'm going to talk about a lot this year, the direction they're going in and how they're setting up. And it might cost them a few games, and I'm more than happy to do so. I'm more than happy if Bud Sullivan, his inexperience, costs them a few games this year to get themselves prepared for the arrival of Jerome Luai and having the best possible combination there. Very, very interesting. On the other side of the ball, the Penrith Panthers. 
They have won now three premierships in a row. They've been to four grand finals in a row. We all know the story. We know how amazing they have been for a long period of time now. Uh, they now face one of their biggest challenges. Obviously, Stephen Crichton walks out the door this year, as does Spencer Lenu. That's going to make life really difficult. Stephen Crichton, he is the guy that puts the icing on the cake uh, every single year, whether it be the intercepts, the you know forced dropouts in grand finals. He has just done it all, Critter, for a long period of time. He has been the icing on the cake. He has been the guy that when there is absolutely nothing on your throw the ball to him and he'll create something out of absolutely nothing. He has been doing this for a long period of time. He is a big game player. They are losing him. That'll make life really tough. For me, I think they will miss him. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think that Taylor May will come into this side. I think he will do a tremendous job. Is he at the same level as Stephen Crichton? No, he's not. But I think that guys like Nathan Cleary have just gone to another level off the back of last year. I think now there'll be a lot of emotion going into this premiership as well. Jerome Luai, his last season. I think that you know Nathan Cleary, he is the main man in this team. He is the Batman. He's the face of it. But the energy and the culture of the Penrith Panthers, you know, they have been called cocky. They've been called all this sort of stuff. They are a confident football team that just strives on people betting against them and, and hating them. And for me, the face of that is Jerome Lewine. It has been for a long time. Uh, he has come through the junior grades with Nath. Ivan's had a very good relationship for a long period of time with Jerome Lewine. He means so much to this community. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of emotion that goes into this into this premiership campaign for them. You've got to remember as well, you know, Jerome Lewine, going for four premierships in a row, uh, you know, the first team in the NRL era to win three premierships in a row, to get four in a row, would just be unbelievable. And I personally think they are red-hot favourites to do so. And I think Jerome Luai is going to be front and centre of that. I think, as I said, there's going to be so much emotion going into this team and this premiership campaign towards the back end of the season. I think they're a side that will have a lot of question marks throughout the year. Are they the same team? Are they the ones that can do it? Are they, you know, are they the same team as the last few years? And I just think, and I will say it all year and I will stand by it, come September... That's when the Penrith Panthers and their season starts. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers have one of these seasons where maybe they don't win the minor premiership. Maybe they finish second, third, fourth. I wouldn't be surprised if they have one of these seasons. I'm confident they'll be a top four team. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's some shaky moments throughout the year. But then I think you're going to get to the back end of the season and we're going to get to September football. And the Panthers are going to know, hey, we've got three to four weeks left with Jerome Luai. All he knows is winning. All we know is winning. And this is when we play our absolute best footy. I, I think there's a very good chance that they taper a lot of their players throughout this season. I think that managing, you know, one premiership defense, managing a second, managing a third is tough. Managing a fourth premiership defense in a row when you've got players that are being lost ever. A lot of young guys are going to have to come into this side this year. I think you'll start to see guys like Maverick Guy. I think you'll start to see guys like Cole. I think you'll start to see uh, more of like a Liam Henry, these sort of guys. You've got um, you got the centre from Canterbury arriving as well, who's who I'm hearing is going to come off the bench and play a bit of middle. So um, there, there, there's going to be a lot of changes in this side, but I think you're going to get to the back end of the season and they're going to turn to the usual suspects to guide them through finals. That's going to be Fish. That's going to be Liotta. That's going to be Nath. That's going to be Jerome. You know, Brian Toto, Isaac Tungo, Dylan Edwards, these sort of guys, that core group. And Jerome Luai, when it comes to energy and passion, he really is the face of that. Nath Cleary might be holding the keys. He might be directing this side. He might be the best player, not only in this team, but in this world. But don't sleep on the value that Jerome Luai holds in this team and how much it's going to mean for the Penrith Panthers to send Jerome Luai out a winner. I think it'll be a big thing. I think it's been a big thing for the last few years, whether it be, um, you know, 
uh, Appy, whether it be Viliami Kikau, whether it be Stephen Crichton, Spencer Lenu, it has been a big deal for this team, and I don't think there is any doubting that. And I think this one's going to be something really special. The last halves to win three premierships in a row, obviously Brett Kenny and Peter Sterling. And I find it interesting that neither of those is an immortal. I think both are worthy of immortal status, but I think what sort of holds them back is that these two are linked to each other. They are the halves pairing. They are the face of the three, the, the, the three-time winning Parramatta Eels of the 80s, the most successful team we have ever seen uh, or that we, we, we've seen until this Penrith Panther side, outside of the St. George side and whatnot, obviously, but sort of of the more modern kind of era. Uh, they're the team that we look at and just go, wow, the last team to win three premierships in a row. Unbelievable. Until this Panther side... Now, I, when I look at Sterling and Kenny, as I said, they are linked to each other because they were the halves in that side. I look at the Panthers at the moment, I think Jerome Luai, he probably gets a little bit undervalued uh, because Nathan Cleary gets all the credit in this side and whatnot. Uh, this is their last opportunity to really stamp themselves. And I don't know if they ever play together again in their career. Fucking it'd be cool if they did at some point years down the track. If they recombine somewhere, that'd be unbelievable. But Jerome Luai is about to go on his own journey and make his own name away from Nathan Cleary. It's wild that you could win three, potentially four premiers in a row and people still question if you're a good player it fucking blows me away but that is the reality that Jerome Luai finds himself in and once again we've seen every single time whenever we doubt Jerome Luai whenever someone doubts him or people criticize him he tends to prove them wrong so it's going to be very very interesting I personally think the Penrith Panthers win their fourth premiership in a row I think Jerome Luai plays a huge role in it and I think he arrives at the West Tigers and I'm not saying he's going to win premierships and Dally M's and Clive's and all this sort of stuff but I do think he will be successful at the West Tigers. Is it a risk? 100%. But when you've won two wooden spoons in a row, I'll give you the hot fucking tip. You need to take some risk. That is the reality of it. It wasn't that long ago. The Newcastle Knights, spoon, spoon, spoon. How are they going to get themselves out of it? They threw a million dollars at a teenager. A teenager's name was Kalen Ponga. It hasn't turned out too bad for them. It's taken time, no doubt about that. Jerome Lewis is very, very different to Kalen Ponga. But I, I'm not sure if we completely know what Jerome Luai is capable of because he has been a bit of a role player in this Panthers side. But there's been a reason why Ivan Cleary, you know, was happy to let James Maloney go. There's been a reason why Ivan Cleary was happy to let Matt Burton go because he has Jerome Luai. And I think over the next few years, once Jerome Luai goes, it'll be interesting to see what the Panthers do then. You've got Schneider arriving back at the club. I think he'll be very interesting. You've got young Jet Cleary coming through as well, another one. Uh, Cole, I believe his name is. Another 5'8 coming through. You've got Dane Laurie arriving back at the club. They've got so many fucking options, it's not even funny. And that's if they don't go out into the market to find themselves a 5'8 to partner Nathan Cleary. And could you imagine the amount of people lining up to partner Nathan Cleary? Alatu Finu, potentially. If he falls behind the pecking order, wow, what a get that'd be to line up next to Nathan Cleary and to get that sort of experience and to be coached by Ivan Cleary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss 
I, I cannot wait to watch how this storyline unfolds. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come after Jerome Luai. They're going to come after the West Tigers. They're going to come after the Penrith Panthers too if, if, if they start to fall off a little bit. There's so many different ways that this could go. Uh, but I personally think that Jerome's going to be a little bit more successful than what people are probably expecting. I'm getting a lot of comments, a lot of messages from people. He's nothing without Nath Cleary. Sure, that, that's your opinion. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, we don't have a stack of evidence to go off realistically. Uh, but what we do know is the guy is a winner. He wins. And that's what he does. That is who he is. And he's done that for a long period of time. A lot of it with Nathan Cleary. Some of it without Nathan Cleary as well. Before he got into first grade, in Toyota Cup, in reserve grade, he won comps without Nathan there and was very, very successful in those sides. Most of the time as a halfback as well. So really interesting times. There's so much to look into with this and so many storylines that are going to play out, play out off the back of this, whether it be the Panthers the West Tigers, guys like Bud Sullivan, guys like Brad Schneider, guys like Cole, guys like Jet Cleary. There is just so much to watch here, and I cannot wait to see how it all plays out. This is going to be one of the best storylines we see in rugby league over the next two or three years, I think. It is going to be unreal, and you can bet your dick, my God, on Bloke in a Bar, here on Guru, whatever rugby league content you consume, this is going to be a huge Huge talking point for a long, long time, and I cannot wait for it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.